welcome to the Black and White Podcast. I'm Denise Pass with my co-host, Angela Donadio, and this month we are talking about finding Christ in a religious world. Religion keeps people bound in works and blinds their eyes from seeing the simplicity of the gospel. The scripture for this episode is taken from John 18, verses 37 through 38. Then Pilate said to him, So you are a king? Jesus answered, You say that I am a king. For this purpose I was born, and for this purpose I have come into the world, to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. Pilate said to him, What is truth? After he had said this, he went back outside to the Jews and told them, I find no guilt in him. I've thought about this verse a lot. There was Pilate standing in the presence of truth personified, and he asks, what is truth? And yet the next thing he said was that Jesus had no guilt. He knew in his heart of hearts that Jesus was telling the truth, and yet his fear of man was ultimately greater. We don't see that he himself chose to walk with Christ or in truth. I imagine in that moment that Pilate felt exposed himself, standing in Christ's presence, To find Christ, we have to search for truth, but there are many obstacles in that endeavor. That's so true, Denise. And when we're confronted with truth, our flesh knows it, just like Pilate did. But apart from God's grace, we will remain deceived ourselves unless we do not just see the truth, but we actually live according to it. I think that's just so hard because our hearts are deceitful, mm-hmm. you know? Truth was hard for Pilate to see, even though he was it was right in front of him. I think there are several reasons why our world cannot see truth. First, we see in 2 Corinthians 4, verse 4, that the God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. You know, whenever I read that verse, Denise, I think about my own eyesight, and it says, you know, we're blinded. People that don't know truth, don't know, don't have a relationship with Christ, are blinded to the truth. And I am severely nearsighted. Um, a couple years ago, my retina tore in my left eye, and blood vessels started hemorrhaging you know, through where it had torn. Mm. So they were able to do a procedure to remedy it, but it left severe scar tissue in my central vision in my left eye. So I only see peripherally in that eye and it affects my depth perception. It affects my clarity. um, It affects my ability to see distance as well. And without my contacts, and believe it or not, I have a negative 18.5 prescription. I'm the worst patient my doctor has. Mm -hmm. If I don't have my contacts in, I am completely helpless. Um, I travel, you know, sometimes to speak, and too often, if I don't figure out my pass to the bathroom before I go to bed, I'm inevitably walking into some wall or, or the door because I just cannot see anything without my contacts. So I couldn't help but think of my own condition when I read this verse, that far too many people are walking around spiritually blind. And it's a terrifying position to be in, especially if you don't even know that you're blind. Wow. And I think that happens so often. What was it? The uh, person who wrote Amazing Grace Hmm. uh, became blind. Oh, wow. And then he said he could see. Wow. You know, and it's funny how we just really don't see what's right in front of us. Hmm. So I'm thinking if left peripherally, you know, that I'm looking pretty good from the left side. (laughs) I have my 
my contacts in. Everything looks great with my contacts in. Well, we're often blinded to our spiritual need. And, you know, I'm on a, a diet now and I realize how I was blind mm-hmm. to seeing my need for it because I kept rationalizing. It's not that bad. You know, I'm just like, you know, 15 pounds, then 20 pounds, then mm-hmm. <laughs> 25 pounds overweight. And then it took my doctor, my husband, and other family members to come along and say, Denise, you need to deal with this. You know, it's important that we see how the enemy has blinded the eyes of unbelievers from seeing truth, too. And my Seeing Deep podcast, I recently did an episode uh, based on Nehemiah 8. That moment when Ezra read from the Word of God and the people were grieved to recognize their sin and their dire need of God, in that moment, they saw, they understood the Word of God. Their eyes were opened at the hearing of the Word of God and they responded. The Word of God has power to reveal our need of God and open people's eyes. But we have to be willing to listen. Biblical illiteracy prevents people from seeing truth. Truth is not found anywhere else. Yet, we yearn for this truth, but find counterfeit truth and embrace it instead, unless we believe the Bible is the infallible Word of God. That's so true, Denise. You know, it's an important premise before we can even discuss Christianity in context with other world religions, is accepting by faith that the Bible is infallible, meaning it's the authentic, complete, and finished Word of God. It's the foundation for our Christian walk, and it's the only way to know if we're truly walking in truth. And, you know, I've talked to a bank teller and He said, if you want to know the real from the counterfeit, you don't study the counterfeit, you study the original. And when you know the original, then you're very quickly able to identify and spot a counterfeit. And so the more, like you're saying, Denise, we know the Word of God and we understand the Word of God and we're not biblically illiterate, then we can quickly identify a counterfeit religion or a counterfeit uh, philosophy that's coming up against the truth of who Jesus is. So true. You know, and I used to be a bank teller years oh, ago. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. You could probably speak to that more, more accurately than me. Yeah. And it was just one of those things too, you know, where they do show you counterfeit bills, but like you're saying, mm. is the studying of the original. And we have the Holy Spirit That's right. to quicken our hearts. If we are faithful to get in his word, he'll reveal that to us. And who wouldn't want the Bible to be true, right? Mm. So often people try to disprove the Bible. I mean, Wow, yay for you. you know, it's like you're trying to say there's no objective truth. That's a horrible existence. Mm-hmm. But man does not want to be convicted of hard truths that they would rather deny. That's why. The realization that God demands justice and there's a sure thing as God's wrath. We have a sin problem and a merciful God, but we have to be willing to face our sin. Man rationalizes the Bible as not being infallible because they say we know things now that we did not know then. You know, they try to say it's not as relevant. Mm. Pride and wanting to sin prevent man from accepting God's word is true. We have to change how we live if God's word is true. And secondly, you know, in their response in Nehemiah 8, we see a teachability, a humility. They accepted the truth they heard and humbled themselves. The boastful pride of life can also prevent us from seeing our need, though. Pride is based on our works and our ability to know the truth on our own. Oh, absolutely, Denise. I've unfortunately tripped over my pride many times, and pride comes before a face plant. Yes. Trust me, I know. (laughs) 
That is why Paul tells us that we boast in the gospel, not works. We cannot earn it. We accept this grace by faith. And if we walk in that humility, it will keep us from the pride that you're talking about that gets in the way of us really receiving truth. Yes. And it's such a beautiful thing, too, to boast in our weakness. That's true. You know, every time we think that we need to defend ourselves, you know, and like you said, trip, I've tripped many times, Mm -hmm. too. (laughs) But God is so faithful to use that for such good in our lives, too. You know, we have another major problem, Angela. Our heart condition, I mentioned at the beginning, is desperate. The Bible says in Jeremiah 17, 9, that the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? Our hearts lead us astray from truth. Of course, if we look at this word heart, we understand that this is referring to our emotions and ultimately our mind. The battle truly is in the mind and we need to rule our emotions rather than being ruled by them. You know, I've heard our emotions discussed like a train, that too often our emotions get in the front of the train and they drive our responses. Instead, our convictions and our thoughtful responses need to be our conductor. I love how Lisa Turkers puts it. Our feelings should be our indicators, but not our dictators. And you know, Denise, if we just get led around by our feelings, they will always fight against living in truth. Our feelings mm-hmm. do show us maybe something is wrong or we need to be attentive you know, to an area of emotions, but they should not be governing our decision process. Amen. I think the problem is it's like fake news running through our head. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you know, we just tend to believe it because mm-hmm. we had that thought. And the first thing we should do is question it. Mm. Take those thoughts captive, you know? Or we think, well, I felt it, so therefore it must be true. Right. But our feelings are, they can deceive us. And Mm. feelings have to then be filtered back through truth. And sometimes we need objective opinions. We need, um, like you're saying, an absolute to say, well, I feel like or I don't feel like being faithful to my husband today. Or I don't feel like... Um, staying sober. Mm. But our feelings will deceive us if we don't say, well, then this is what I'm feeling. But that feeling is based on a lie. It's based on my flesh. It's not based on the truth of God's word. The truth will recalibrate our feelings. And if we'll be humble, like you said earlier, we can surrender those feelings and put them back under the lordship of who Jesus is. So true. And you know, um, we're we're off on a little rabbit trail, guys, and I like the rabbit trail. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, I think Really, there's a scripture somewhere that says, he that rules the spirit rules the land. Mm. And I think a lot of our lives, the the key, if there is a key, is that our flesh is trying to run our lives. Mm -hmm. And we have to deny our flesh. It's that simple, but that complicated. (laughs) (laughs) Our flesh is constantly battling, you know, with the word of God in in our minds. And Mm -hmm. so we have to check those thoughts. You know, God uses Lisa Turkhurst, you know, you mentioned her, to put things in such a way that equips us to apply God's Word to our lives. But He has that for everybody. If we will get into His Word faithfully, then we are equipped Mm -hmm. to handle all these different stumbling blocks that prevent us from finding truth. If we will just seek God's Word, that is our truth. And, you know, going back to the book of Jeremiah, we see a couple of other significant stumbling blocks to seeing truth idolatry and trust. In chapter 17, verse 2, it says that the idolatry was in their culture. Even children had idols. Mm. It says, even their children go to worship at their pagan altars and Asherah poles, beneath every green tree and on every high hill. We cannot worship God and idols. 
our divided hearts will not be able to perceive truth. And later in verse 5, it says, This is what the Lord says, Cursed are those who put their trust in mere humans, who rely on human strength and turn their hearts away from the Lord. Simply put, we don't trust God in our flesh. We also don't trust God to have truth apart from His grace. Our culture assassinates God's character daily. Mm, wow, that's so profound, Denise. And I was just thinking as you're saying that, we might say in the United States, well, I don't have idols. You know what I mean? That's only for other mm-hmm. countries and, and countries that I've traveled where I've seen them firsthand. But we do have idols. They may not look like little statues, but they look like money and power and prestige. And we end up putting our trust, as you're talking about trust, in something else. And by doing that, what we're really saying is, I'm just not sure if God's character is enough for me. And that's the crux of the challenge of faith. Do we trust the character of God? We may think God is good, but then when something happens, we wonder if He's really good to us. Mm -hmm. And without even recognizing what we're doing sometimes, we put God's character on trial. Or like you said, our culture assassinates God's character daily. Trust requires complete surrender. And this is so difficult for us to do because we want to control things our own way. So, so true. So being aware of these stumbling blocks can help us to find truth. But at the end of the day, like Pilate, we can be staring at truth and still not choose it. The truth exposes our flaws and our need. Truth is like a mirror, revealing what needs to be seen so we can be set free. But we often avoid looking in the mirror because of shame or pride that we are not enough. How about you? Do you want truth? Anything less is self-deception. And this episode, you know, this whole month, as we're talking about finding Christ in a religious world, some of you might say, I'm not a religious person. I don't go to church. Well, believe it or not, religion just isn't found in church. Mm. We can be religious in things that we worship without even realizing it. Where is most of your money spent? Where is most of your time spent? You might check there, and then we find that that is where most of our time and our life is invested could be an idol. So as we seek to know truth and know God, that is when we are set free, but we will have a lot of stumbling blocks in our way. Mm, That's so good, Denise. The raw truth is that truth is not optional. We are accountable to the truth God has spoken, whether we receive it or not. The radical grace is that God graciously opens our eyes to see truth. And the real hope is that truth does not condemn us, but sets us free in Christ. You've been listening to the Black and White Podcast, where we filter life through the Bible and live life in the freedom of truth. (laughs) 